What's up, everybody? This is Alyssa Amoroso, a.k.a. Publicity, who is ready to spill some tea. Because this is Tea with Publicity. As you guys know, it is Pride Month, so you could join Macy's and the Trevor Project to give a little lifeline of support to the LGBTQ young people now during Pride Month. Donate online today or round up your recent Macy's store purchase and donate the extra change up to 99 cents. All the change that you round up will be going to the Trevor Project and you will be supporting life-saving suicide prevention services for LGBTQ young people. So as a reminder, donate today and learn more about Macy's commitment to brighter futures for all at macy's.com slash purpose. Awesome. Dr. Raban, welcome to Tea with publicity i love it i'm so excited to be here I thank know. you for having me i feel so <laughs> hip and trendy and like relevant you look it <laughs> well i bought this just for this event so i gotta return it i still get the tag in here so <laughs> hey you wouldn't be the first person in hollywood to do that so i talk a lot about pop culture sure. and i'm just fascinated with celebrities and since being in la it's only been like seven months for me i'm mm-hmm. new I've been offered more treatments, more. I've been on laughing gas. I've been put under. I'm like, I don't even, it is a different world than New York, I have to say. New York's more like fillers, Botox, get a facelift behind the scenes, but you hide it. LA is more like everyone's walking around with like splints on their noses. I mean, listen, everything, of course, is cultural, right? You have Miami has your own culture, right? It's got the Latino element and the sort of South Mm -hmm. and Central America. New York has its sort of uptown, sort of hoity-toity, sort of uh, the Hamptons kind of feel. LA is a Hollywood thing. And for the most part, plastic surgery used to be, and this is a long used to, used to be one of those things that was hush-hush and it was for the rich and famous. And for a number of reasons, social media, influencers, um, a handful of things caused it to blow up. Yeah. And then it became something that was attainable by everybody. And I mean by everybody. I know, it's crazy. And which, which is awesome, right? It's awesome that I have people that come in and I'm like, oh, blah, 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 da, 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 medications, yada, yada, what do you do? I'm a nanny. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, cool. And then, you know, you talk to them and they need like, I don't know, $50,000 surgery. And they're like, no problem. They don't bring an eyelash. So I'm not going to ask how, you know, if that's how you're getting paid for nanny, awesome. Uh-huh. We're obviously underpaying my nanny. But <laughs> but the point being, I love that it's just everybody can. Now, with that, like yeah. everything comes a double-edged sword, which is now that it's just readily available. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can go to like, I don't know, you go downstairs, you get yourself your venti Starbucks, and then you go next door and you do some procedure. So true. It's become so whatever. And then not only is it whatever, now it's kind of cool. And my niece was mentioning it, or I don't know, my wife, that like people now brag about it, where it used mm-hmm. to be something you would kind of keep hush hush now it's like oh oh yeah oh yeah i did this and so it's just it's just and la is the epicenter of it because they're just a shit ton of providers and i use the word provider instead of Mm -hmm. plastic surgeons or whatever because there's just who knows what they are okay that's the thing because obviously being in the industry that i'm in i get offered so many things and i've had the opportunity of talking with a lot of like doctors and dermatologists and the one thing i've always said when it comes to like botox and fillers is like go to someone that 
actually knows what they're doing instead of going to like a med spa where or just because like your dad's a, den- a dentist and he could administer botox yeah he might not do it correctly so when it comes to like plastic surgery or procedures is there like somewhere you like something you shouldn't do because obviously like you're saying anyone could kind yeah. of do things these days i got a lot of flack actually it's funny you should mention that like i think my not my like three posts ago i mm. put my little i tend to get in trouble because i'm opinionated and i say the things that i think mm. are true i think that plastic surgery is this phenomenal plastic surgeon i use it broadly so there's mm-hmm. surgery and then there's non-surgery the whole aesthetic world is fucking awesome yeah but it's very dangerous because it's like any other thing it's like it's like it's like a gun that could save your life and could kill someone it's all that and so i tend to try to give as much advice i can just to people so they navigate this correctly Mm -hmm. so like four posts ago i actually put a post like stating my thoughts on med spas oh Mm -hmm. my god the number of med spas owners like i'm not sending you any more people (laughs) and the people were pissed and equally so for every one unhappy person there was like 15 people like oh my god i went to a med spa and something horrible happened so here's the basic skinny the problem as the consumer you the patient the problem is that it's an alphabet soup so let me give you an example Mm -hmm. you end up having a tumor in your head Mm -hmm. you go see who a neurosurgeon there's you don't go see an obgyn no right you even you know everyone knows that right you got a problem with your ovary you go see your ob yeah right you can see how this is going Mm -hmm. you want uh i don't know your eyelids done you have plastic surgeon that would be mm-hmm. me. Then you have board certified plastic surgeon. That would be me. So you have plastic surgeons and then you have like a silver star that you're like, well, you, you took the test and you're top notch. Then you have ENT, ear, nose, throat. Mm-hmm. ENT is its own specialty. Nothing related. They're totally different. But they overlap. And the, the individuals in ENT can go get training and get, become facial plastic. God, that sounds a lot uh. like plastics. Yes, it does. And that's not accidental. Mm. So they're plastics of the face then you can go to an ophthalmologist who now does oculoplastics well shit that sounds like plastic surgery too then you can go to a dermatologist who's doing nose surgery then you can go to a cosmetic what what the f is a cosmetic surgeon obgyn general surgeon er doctor no come on yes there's this whole alternative universe and that Mm -hmm. alternative universe is i'm a doctor Mm -hmm. and i decided screw this shit i don't want to take out gallbladders anymore I'm tired of delivering babies. I'm going to take whatever courses that I feel I want, whatever, and I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to have a beautiful website, an amazing office. It's so pretty. And guess what? I'm going to hire Alyssa from publicity, and I'm going to give her free Botox, and she's going to promote me, and bam. Now I have 4,000 TikTok followers, 300,000 you know, IG followers, and all of a sudden, I'm legit. Where'd you go to school? Yeah, that's not relevant. Let's talk about, you know, so we live in a super, super tricky time. And the thing that people don't understand, and I always, I mean, I've like, you know, I have my own podcast and Mm -hmm. one of the big topics is this concept of transparency. Mm -hmm. So if you knew that I was an OBGYN and I was doing your liposuction and you're like, I'm a, that's no problem. High five. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You know, you know what you're doing, but if you don't, then it's shame on me. So people think big error that there's this overarching watchdog some what, what you, isn't there some like medical board or some like yeah like and everyone's like uh-huh there isn't once you're a doctor you can do whatever the hell you want now the only caveat to that is hospitals cedar sinai medical center ucla hospitals won't allow 
anyone to do anything in their facility. But what if I own my own facility? Then I am the medical director, and I decide who does what where. And since brain tumors are removed in a hospital, neurosurgeons have to be neurosurgeons. But since I do your liposuction, your nose job, your boob job, your facelift, your eyelids, in my private surgery center, any asshole can do anything. So to answer your question, it's just super wild, wild west. And, you know, people are trusting like shit. They trust TikTok over other things. So that's the danger. So how do we as consumers navigate that we look for someone that's board certified like how do we first thing you do is you don't go on tiktok or instagram that's just just nuts that's just the stupidest thing i've ever heard it's one thing to be on there and swiping through everyone's fascinated like oh cool that's that's cool so that might be the source in which you see them then you got to go on to their website remember that thing called a website mm-hmm. people are like well what's a website <laughs> and you go read about them you go where do they get trained what do they train in? and then yeah. you got to know the alphabet soup so here's a perfect trick they're an OBGYN by training they want to do cosmetic surgery when they were an OBGYN they were board certified in OBGYN got it. No, so then I'm they say right. I'm a board certified cosmetic mm-hmm. surgeon the word plastic not facial plastic Plastic surgeon is reserved for plastic surgeon. Got it. So there are all these little nuances. And so the reality is that you got to ask, you got to do homework, you got to read reviews, you got to look at before and afters, you got to go to California Medical Board if you're in California. And you can't just be like, my girlfriend went there, she looks good. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody gets lucky once. Yeah. So you, 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 you know, people, because they're taking it lightly now. That's crazy. So you're like, yeah, shit, the guy offered me this. I did it. It was fun, whatever, whatever, until something goes, uh oh. And then it's a big fucking problem. That's scary and good to know because, like I said, I've learned even with just like the Botox side or the facial side, and I could tell people, like, make sure you're doing this or that. But when it comes to like surgery, that's a whole nother thing. Another animal. Yeah. I definitely think that on the non surgical side, people are more laissez faire. And, you know, my point with the med spa wasn't that, oh, they're bad. The point is that there's just less supervision. Yeah. So you walk into a spa whatever that means, it's a very general term, and there's a gal or a guy that does your injections, take Botox. Mm -hmm. Have you ever asked who they are, where they got trained, and who's the medical director? Who's supervising this person? So let's just say it's Jane, Mm -hmm. and let's say Jane's a badass nurse. Mm -hmm. Great. Jane can't practice on her own. She's a nurse. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's, Let's make sure we understand. So Jane has to have a medical director under which she's functioning. Mm. At least in California. There is no medical director. The medical director is a pediatrician who comes in once in a blue moon and signs some paperwork. So if you're in my office, which by the way, I don't have any nurse in general. I just do everything myself, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. At least you know they're under my or that dermatologist supervision, right? Yeah. So I'm not against nurses and this and that. I just think they're just, just it's too, it's just too messy now. It's like watered down almost. Ah, it's like just everyone does everything because they yeah. want it easy, quick, whatever, whatever. And the reality is you get Botox and it's shitty. That's eh, okay. It wears off. Your eyebrows yeah, are a little droopy. Away, at least. You get some duck filler. You look like shit. Your family tells you you look terrible. You're like, oh, I guess you're right. I do look pretty bad. <laughs> you reverse it. Yeah. You get a messed up rhinoplasty. Oh. You know, you're screwed up. That's it. You mean you try to do a revision, but it's never the same. I always said, like, I luckily like my nose and wouldn't change it, but I always said if there was one thing 
if I didn't like my nose, that would be the first thing to do. Cause it's the center of your freaking face. Yeah. Like, well, that's why we do it in sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, that's why young people get right it all because the time. because you know it's half. It's like a third of my practice. So I love rhinoplasties because they're so powerful. I mean, like yeah, you could look at really it before are. and after and be like, no, come on, those aren't the same people. You gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm. That and the chin are the two things that really can alter a face, and we do those in young people because you know when I do a rhinoplasty in a forty-year-old. 99.9% of times they hated it since they were like 15. Yeah, they wish they had done it. Right, they're like, my mom, my parents wouldn't pay or whatever. So So I feel like with plastic surgery, we do see things trend. And for a while, like the big butts were super in. Everyone was getting them. Now I feel like because like Ozempic is in, everyone's back to being like super thin. And we see people reversing their BBLs or whatever they're doing to get them shrunken down a little bit what would you say right now are like the biggest trends in plastic surgery that you're seeing people come in and like ask for time and time again sure right now so definitely the trends are universally the same in beauty so mm-hmm. the backup there is it's not just plastic surgery, it's beauty. Remember in the 90s, it was cocaine chic, and mm-hmm. then it became Pamela Anderson. Set. And it's usually it's usually driven by an icon or icons, Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn Monroe or Pamela Anderson or, you know, this, you know, the Kardashians mm-hmm. or whatnot. And they drive this because, not because, oh, we're in the era of social media. Yes, in the era of social media, you have, if you will, nobodies. And I read mm-hmm. that with great due respect. You're, you're definitely not, you know, an actress or a superstar. Yeah. You're just somebody that was somewhere and you just happen to have a platform. Next thing you know, you have 200,000 YouTube followers. Totally. Okay. Nonetheless, nonetheless, you have these sort of influencing spheres and they change the direction of what people do. That's mm-hmm. normal. And so for sure, the Kardashians, you know, single-handedly and universally changed the dynamics of curviness. They brought curvy back in, right? Which is great, right? Because for the people that were curvy naturally, yeah. it was like, my time, you yeah, know, my time yeah. to shine, which is good. We don't, you know, that's the beauty of um, the aesthetics that we have. It changes. It's not the same all the time. Mm-hmm. So everybody went in and did all these BBLs, which I don't do, and I've written and spoken hundreds of times about the deaths, right? So the reason why BBLs are just, just as a caveat is it's the procedure in plastic surgery that's killed more patients than any other procedure ever. Is that a out of the U.S. thing, though? No, 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 absolutely. No, 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 (laughs) no. Leave the turkey and and Brazil and Venezuela out. In the United States, BBLs have killed more people than any other plastic surgery procedure ever. Wow. And so we'll get into that in a second. I just wanted to throw that caveat in. So they brought in the trend and then Ozempic was the, you know... uh, Heroin cheek. I can be, yeah. yeah, back to the skinny. And with skinny, mm-hmm. obviously, curvy and skinny are like oil and water. They go the opposite directions. And so so that's that. One very popular thing now is implant removal. So oh, it's yes. huge, massive, huge. And so the trend of implant removal is something that is happening for a number of reasons. One, because it's a trend, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting with a group of friends, right? five girls you're sitting around your sphere is together and one of them or two of them decide to do it there's a certain always a pressure to do things and i don't mean that people do it only because they've been pressured but certainly it doesn't it definitely makes an impact two because there's this you know there's a big dialogue around the impacts of implants in regards to health and well-being so there are entities like bii which is just a general term for Mm -hmm. breast implant illness it's a term that Mm -hmm. 
is general, which means that I don't feel good as a result of my breast implants, okay? To be determined how, where, what, but that in its existence. And then there have been a few super rare cancers that have come out that are related to implants. And so the whole collective element made implants not so popular anymore. Interesting. And so definitely there's a lot of people removing them, but they're still by far the minority. So I've been noticing just as a consumer on TikTok, a lot of girls that are younger than me, I'm a millennial, more Gen Z, they're getting implants, but very, very, very small ones, which I feel like my my generation, when people would get implants, it would be like the Pam Anderson boobs. Sure. Like they would get like the huge perky balloons on their chest right. and now what i'm seeing people get is almost like you wouldn't even know they had an implant if they weren't telling you and so i've noticed this like younger generation of girls on on tiktok getting really like small implants which is great which look great by yeah the way. yeah i mean that's but, what we tell you to do anyways yeah. because it it's not but the look of them even like the trends is different yeah, in that yeah regard. for sure and i think that that, that, that that's going to be forever i mean there was a period of time you know, where you'd pluck the shit out of your eyebrows. Remember, I'm a 80s child, so yeah. like I'm 50. So there was a period of time you pluck your eyebrows and then pencil them in. Like, now what the like hell? Now, bushy, yeah. the bushier, the better. Like, yeah. there's, you know, it's all over the place. So definitely um, trends come and go. And, you know, as long as you do something that's reasonable, you'll, you know, you should be happy. Mm. So are there misconceptions around, because I've thought about getting a breast reduction, and I hear a lot of women say, myself, I've said this until someone kind of explained it to me, but I've even said, like, I'll wait until I have kids because if I can't breastfeed or this or that, whatever, are there misconceptions around breast reductions that you should, like, wait for a certain time to do it? Yeah, I mean, funny if I just did one this morning. Like, I came, that's where I just came from was a breast reduction. Casual. Yeah, you know, just let me, hold on, let me wash my hands. Hold on. Um, I think the number one thing that prevents people from doing breast, cancer, uh, breast reductions is scars. That's the number one, no questions, hands down. Because majority of people that need breast reductions need to do it through a certain set of incisions that we refer to as an anchor. Anchor being the shape of the pattern. It's mm -hmm. an incision that goes around the pigmented area, Lollipop, the areola. Don't they call Lollipop it? Lollipop is straight down and Got anchor it. is in the fold. And the oh. overwhelming majority of breast reductions, not all, require the anchor. So when you are a young girl, 16 I've done because mm -hmm. they have ginormous breasts, yeah. or 22 or 24, you're not married, you have no boy. The idea or notion of exchanging whatever problem you have, large, heavy breasts that are unattractive for these ugly, nasty scars, mm -hmm. is not a very good trade-off. So I do think one misconception is that the incisions associated with a breast reduction have to be or must be terrible. Yes, yeah. they can be. Yes, if they are, it will be a terrible trade-off. But absolutely, I can show you hundreds of results where you're like, oh, she had a, she had a reduction? Got where are the scars? It. The scars are right there. Oh my God, I can't see them. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, there's an idea that if I do them, they're going to just have really shitty shape. And again... They may, if someone does them wrong, but we can do breast reductions where they look like you had a breast implant. Yeah. Like they're so rounded and full with your own breast tissue, mm -hmm. no implant, that you're like, holy shit. Yeah. These look amazing. Yeah. So there's this idea that if I get a breast reduction, they're going to be small and flat and ugly, but at least now I can wear the aloe outfit I want to wear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least I can buy tops that match my bottoms. At least I can go for a jog without needing seven jog bras. Yeah. Right? So I think the scars are one, the shape is a second. 
Definitely in regards to breastfeeding, there is a chance, I can't yeah. tell you 27, 52, 49, there is a chance that you may not be able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And if you're like hell-bent, I have to breastfeed, yeah. then you just wait until you have a child. You. Yeah, wait. Yeah, for sure. It just depends on how big it is and how much it bothers you and where you are in your life. If you are 27, you're with your fiancé, go, go have your kids, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, 17 and you have e-breasts yeah and you are just miserable because everyone's at the beach and you another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't wear your outfit. That's a long time to be unhappy and miss out. Listen, I got married at 41. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of the plan. So if I were waiting for something until I got married, I'd miss out from like 20 yeah. to 40. So yeah. you have this master plan that like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Let me show you how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get married at 29. I'm going to have my first kid by 30. Second kid, I'm going to wait a little bit. Then at 32. Mm-hmm. And then by 34, I'll come around and do my mommy makeover. Sounds good? And you're like, I'm 39 and I don't have yeah, a boyfriend. Exactly. And you're like, yeah. uh, wow. <laughs> now that I'm 32, I'm like... What am I waiting for? Like, you gotta, you know, you so, want your best. So these are now. your best, <laughs> unarguable best years. Yeah. Right? And so if you're with someone and you think you're gonna get married and you wanna have mm-hmm. kids, awesome. But you never know. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's a matter of how much things bother you. That's all. No, that's interesting. I think. I think that's helpful because a lot of women struggle with timing of things. First of all, with everything, because I feel like our lives are on this clock. People, women feel the pressure, but I feel like with, you know, you hear so many people being like, I'll get my mommy makeover or I'll do this or I'll do that. But I'm kind of in the point of my life where I'm like, what are we waiting for? Like, it's definitely, you know? it's, I mean, listen, I've do, I do mommy makeover is a term mm-hmm. that's just completely just a term. Yeah. On, 24 year olds who've never had kids all the time yeah what is that i did it on my friend's kid she mm-hmm. had she was very beautiful young lady she was heavy set for most of her life mm-hmm. she was in a dark place got her shit together found her excitement in life lost a bunch of weight died of exercise on her own i don't care how you do it Ozempic, surgery whatever and then she lost a lot of weight but she was still in a dark place because mm-hmm. she was like not happy. Yeah. She's 24 years old, large, saggy breasts, loose skin on her belly. She was hardly, she had hardly arrived, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. She's only halfway through the journey. Like she lost yeah. the weight and everyone's congratulating her. Oh my God, you look so good. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I don't look good inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did her mommy makeover mm-hmm. at 24. So is the mommy makeover like the tummy, like the tighter tummy perkier boobs like what essentially the term is just yeah. random the things that go wrong as a result of having a baby that yes. then get corrected so yeah. what things sort of fall under there yeah something to do with your breast yeah right so you've either you either have lost a bunch of volume i breastfed in my i had beautiful c-cup breasts they're mm-hmm. gone they're like i'm flat i have nothing and or I used to have breasts that were up here and now they're down here. Mm-hmm. So you either add volume and or lift breasts. They're mm-hmm. two separate things. You can do them together separately. Mm. Then your abdomen, most women after having two or three or whatever kids, get 
kind of a bulge. Yeah. That bulge is muscles that are torn apart. Like yeah. you're not going to carry a child it, yeah. for nine months and then just like, bing, you know, oh, but look at so-and-so. Yeah, she's a unicorn. Yeah, like, yeah. Most people are getting like severely damaged. Right, from like, it. and I do. This is a sort of subspecialty of mine, which is diastasis is the term, medical term for muscle separation. Mm. So we're fixing the bulge. You have a bunch of loose skin that you didn't have before. So we're removing that loose skin. And in some instances, I've got this fat that I never had before. It's like stuck to my hip yeah. and my waist, like. And then, in addition, sometimes you do things like the labia get stretched out from natural childbirth and uh, things like that. Could you do your nose while you're there? Sure, but yeah, it's not breath. generally part of the mommy makeover. <laughs> so that's the term, and it doesn't mean that you... Uh, the, if you lost 50 or more pounds, yeah. you're going to need a mommy makeover. Huh. You're, you're, there's no questions asked. If you lose 50 or more pounds, more likely than not, you lost volume in your breast, yeah. your breasts are saggy, and you got loose skin on your abdomen. Wow. So... As I said, seize the moment when it's right for you, if you need it. Some people love it. They're happy the way they are. God bless. It's That's what was amazing me the most when I was looking at your before or afters, the stomach transformations. Yeah, because when someone has a saggy stomach, you're just like, I'm stuck with this. And like, how could a doctor fix it? It feels kind of helpless. And then I'm looking and I'm like, these people have washboard yeah, abs. It's like, pretty, crazy. it's pretty sick. I got to say like, uh, like, you know, if you're an astronaut, you're an astronaut. I mean, yeah. you're like, yeah, I was at the moon just yesterday. But yeah. then when you step outside of it and you look at it, you're like, wow, that's pretty goddamn cool yeah that's pretty wild yeah my wife helps me kind of she's just like she'll look at things and she's like what the hell yeah. oh my god did she cry is that and i'm just like i guess that is pretty cool yeah it? you're probably so like used to seeing it i mean you just do it yeah it is it is really fascinating like looking at it i'm like wow i didn't think these transformations were possible and they are um with the right doctor but i guess like as it comes to in back to pop culture a little bit I think what's interesting is I was talking about this with a friend. I was like, if you just do like a little tweak here and there, the most like minimal thing in five years, your face looks like a different person, but no one could really pinpoint like that's what that person did because maybe over time, maybe they get their nose a little thinner, then they get a little cheek filler, then they lose a little weight. And then all of a sudden you have this different face, but no one could pinpoint it. And I feel like celebrities are really good at doing that. They're really like minimal work where all of a sudden you look at a picture of them from 10 years ago and they look unrecognizable but it's been in front of our face the whole time and, and we don't necessarily pick up on it yeah what are those like little tweaks that you see people get that really make a difference but maybe are more like on the minimal side so i don't necessarily know that it's minimal as much as it's done correctly Got so it. let me explain something to you. yeah you're going to age no matter what. Yeah. Everyone thinks celebrities are like superhumans. They're not. Yeah. They're getting saggy uh -huh. necks. Their eyelids are duplicating. They got a nasolabial fold. They look like everything that's happening is happening to them. They just have a shit ton of money mm -hmm. and access to everything and everyone. And it doesn't necessarily mean they do a good job because I can name 15 celebrities that did it horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. It just means they have access to it. So here you are. How old are you? 32. 32. So right now you're at the peak. You're round, your face is full, everything looks good, you don't have a bunch of bags, but that's going to change. Yeah. And that I will know. change, that is going to change right around your late 30s. We'll begin the yeah. slow process. First thing that happens is your brows start to slowly start to settle and mm -hmm. you have a little bit of excess eyelid skin such that when you go to put on your upper eyelid makeup, you're going to feel like it's a little crowded. 
Yes. Then you're going to do is you'll start dabbling with Botox, hoping that you get a brow lift from the Botox. And because you're young, it will work. Mm. Then that Botox isn't going to work anymore. So what you're going to do is you're going to run into your favorite doctor and you're going to get a little bit of an eyebrow lift, just the corner, mm. and a little skin removed. And all of a sudden, bam, fresh go, you look fresher. Her eyes look uh. better. And I'm not referring to the Bella Hadid eyelid snatch yeah, cat yeah. look. Just a little. That's very significant. Yeah. She looks fantastic, great, awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just resetting you to your norm, not a new norm. Listen to what I just said. There is a new norm. Wow, that's not even, you didn't even look like that. Mm -hmm. And there's, you look like you when you were 30, but you're 40. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about that since you were talking about subtleties. Mm -hmm. So if you catch that brow sag and that little bit of eyelid skin as it's occurring in your early 40s, late 30s, no one will know that it happened. Mm -hmm. Then as time goes on, you're going to notice that your under eyes are starting to hollow and you're starting to get a little bit of bag and your cheeks look a little flat. That's when you add a little bit of volume to your face, a little bit of volume to your face, whether that's a filler or fat transfer from your body, and you fix your lower eyelid fat bag. At the same time, you're going to notice that your neck is starting to get a little looser. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this little jowly thing in the corner of your mouth. And there's a line that goes from your mouth to your jaw, which we call a marionette in, uh, in description for those marionette puppety things. And you'll try to hold that off as much as you can with a little bit of filler and some garbage. But you will see the new world order, that was something that would get fixed with a facelift when you were... 60. Mm. So from 40 to 60, you just kind of just sucked it up when it came to your neck. Now we're giving facelifts at 45. Wow. But it's a small tightening. I never like to use the word mini because it minimizes it. Mm. It's only mini in that you just don't have that much to reverse. But it's the same damn procedure. Yeah. And so now, if you get a nose job at 16, why the hell can't you tighten your neck at 45? Mm -hmm. Because it was taboo at one point. It was like, oh facelifts are for 80 year olds yes yeah. no now you're tightening up your neck mm-hmm. and so and then one of the two most powerful things you can do hands down when you look at celebrities and you look at them and you're like how is this even possible nose job chinog nose job chinog nose what's, job chinog. what's chinog implant a chin implant and somebody mm-hmm. who's got a weak chin if i walked in like this mm-hmm. i was the same guy everything the same mm-hmm. this is me it will oh, change your it, whole it, face it's game over yeah. It's not, it's just, you're just a different person. I could have a bigger nose. Like, all right, whatever. But a weak a chin, chin yeah. is So flip through, go home, go look at every single attractive person you know, everyone. I don't care who it is. Liam yeah. said, I don't know who these people, any of them. Every one of them will have a strong jaw. They can be black, they can be Chinese, they can be curly haired. They, they, no one will have this weaky little jaw. Mm-hmm. So when you're born that way, and we can enhance it with an implant. It's so powerful. Again, done subtly. Yeah. We're not talking about Jay Leno's chin. We're talking about yeah. something that's subtle. So to answer your question, the key to subtle transformation is do it early and do it conservatively. If mm-hmm. you do it late and you do it significantly, then the change, the yeah. delta is dramatic. I love that. That's honestly my goal. Like you just keep doing a little like as you get older so no one knows. They're just like, wow, she's looked young forever. forever. And and and, <laughs> and that's the 
ideal way to do it. Do you have to? No. But that is the way that you know, if you're asking me how these celebrities do it, they, yeah. you know, it's uh, they're in the it's in their it's their job. What kind of non plastic or like under the like non surgical treatments do you like? Because I did Morpheus mm -hmm. and I'm doing it again this week. Um, and then also I was talking to someone about the vampire facial. What's it called? PP something? PRP. PRP, mm -hmm. which I hear is really effective. I know people do it for hair loss. Um, which one of those do you like or do you like both? Like just So here's my general skinny. Mm -hmm. I would tell you 90% is a good rule. 90% mm -hmm. don't do shit. So mm -hmm. I am a board certified plastic surgeon. So I'm a operative, holy shit, wow, out of the park yeah. kind of guy. That's what I like. Procedures that are dramatic. The non-surgical world, things that are non-surgical, the things that we know work fantastic. Botox, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You can do a shitty job, you do a good job, but the shit works. It works, yeah. Filler, nothing weird, not some weird filler from the Middle East, mm -hmm. like old-fashioned HA, meaning reversible, hyaluronic mm -hmm. acid filler, works and then there's a handful of other things like skin resurfacing for like fine wrinkles, etc. The whole world of skin tightening, anything that falls under the term skin tightening, I'm tightening my skin on my arms, mm -hmm. my belly, my back, my neck, that does not work. There is no science behind anything that tightens skin. You can resurface skin and make the quality of it a little bit better, but you're sure as hell not going to take saggy arms and make them tight. Yeah. And that whole world is a billion dollar, in my opinion, fake world. Yeah. And so, listen, I think there are certain things that work. Morpheus is a technology that just came out. I tend to be one of those wait by the sidelines kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Things come in, they're the most amazing things ever, and then 12 to 18 months later, Okay, well, enough unhappy people wrote on mm -hmm. websites and real self. Okay, let's reinvent this one and mm -hmm. call it radio frequency, la, la, la. Yeah. And you notice all the people that were on that company now scatter, and then they start up a new aesthetic company. And this shit's been going on for 25 years. Mm -hmm. So um, I just think most of them... So let me... This is my... This is my uh, Rule of thumb. If you have to squint your eyes to look at the results to see if it's better, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. If you have to do four or five times something to see it work, it's not working. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, and I, I happen to agree because I've gotten so many facials and this and that where I'm like, I could usually tell if something's working for me or if something's like a crock of shit kind of instantly yeah. like you know even i'll go to like one facialist who's so good and then another one who i'm like eh, that was a waste of money like yeah. nothing really happened there you can kind of tell as a consumer and i agree like the whole skin tightening thing i never buy into it being like this is this is gonna work 100 percent. but my whole thing is like if you could do these things as maintenance so but the thing is this there's two reasons to keep in mind one is at the end of the day imagine all the money you spend on these little maintenance things if you had saved it in a jar you'd get yourself a nice facelift call it a day secondly sure. um some things are not um benign they cause problems we've had people who've done certain procedures they get damaged to their skin mm -hmm. they get damaged to the fat and the vascular supply so it's not like well what's the worst that happens it doesn't work no, the worst that happens is you get damaged. Yeah. Like, that's the worst yeah. that happens. So, um, I think anywhere in the realm of skin resurfacing works really well. 
combination of good skincare, like retin A based mm -hmm. products and skin resurfacing. I just tend to be, I think myself as David Horowitz meets Geraldo mm -hmm. with a little bit of Howard Stern. Like, <laughs> I'm there to make sure you just don't get scammed. Totally. And unfortunately, there's if this was all academic, high-end people doing it, we'd have no problem. But mm -hmm. there's a ton of charlatans selling you quackery and snake oil. And so, you know, it's just sexy to do all this shit now. So I tend to not get behind anything until it's been pr tried and true and proven and whatnot. I, I respect that because I do feel like there's so much information out there. I always say this specifically about the beauty industry. It's like one brand promises this skin cream does this. Then you talk to the next brand. This one does this. And they all swear that their product is the one that's approved and perfect and works amazing. And I'm like, as a consumer, I'm like, this is so much information. I don't know what works. Like, do I really think this cream in a jar is going to change my face? Not really. So here's a perfect here's a perfect concept for you. Let's say you and I sit down here together and we, we created, you and I created mm -hmm. a cream mm -hmm. or a procedure that eliminates scars. Just think about that for yeah. a moment. Do you think we'd have a hard time selling it? Do you think anyone would not know about it? Yeah. Do you think it would be some little secret that only Dr. Joe Schmo in West Hollywood mm -hmm. has? It's a fucking scam. Yeah. Every Anything that works, everyone knows. Yeah. So, so what I'm trying to tell you is it's like, oh, I have this laser. It's cool laser sculpting this, and it makes scars go away. And if it's not something that's on the 5 o'clock news, the 7 yeah. o'clock news, <laughs> yeah. and everyone in the world wants to get rid of cellulite, uh -huh. stretch marks, and scars. Yeah. Again, everyone in the world wants to get rid of stretch marks, cellulite, and scars. Mm -hmm. So, like, there ain't no way your product works because it'd be a gazillion dollar industry. Yeah, it's so true. Like, it would you just you would just have it. You're the only one that has <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And you're just keeping it your secret because <laughs> you don't want to let everybody else know. That's a great Come point. on. Yeah. <laughs> you would have a line from here to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's such a good. And point. when that comes to the market when it gets developed when it gets discovered when it gets invented it will be known hmm. it won't be this thing that it's like we're trying and then there's like there is no substitute to Botox is there hmm. there it works yeah. it's so powerful yeah, right. that it's it has been thing. like hey do you think Botox yes mm -hmm. the end you, you don't see anybody have any questions about it that's why you've done 500 trillion procedures mm -hmm. you, you see so when something comes to market that is real and works and does what it does it's not something you need to wonder very 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 good point that's that's I, what I, think. I like that the whole business of like not wanting people to waste money on things i like what you said about put that money away and save it for like a procedure that will actually fix the issue yeah. instead of just wasting money for all these years listen do you think yeah, listen don't get me wrong i like my wife loves microneedling yeah she likes that because it helps resurface her skin i'm all for it yeah. there's certain things that That's work I, I love it great no problem yeah. i got it but then you go to these spas or doctor's offices and they're like i'm gonna do this radio frequency thing and i'm yeah. gonna get rid of the fat in your this and your belly and yeah. you're just like got it this sounds like, too good sit to under this true. light for 10 yeah, minutes yeah. And you get into this tub <laughs> yeah and this light <laughs> penetrates your body, <laughs> and you're going to come out not only skinny and pretty, but smarter. It's I've like, done it all. Come on. Yeah. 
That's really funny. I have to say, though, the reason why I do it all is because I get it for free. Yeah. Like, I would never spend my money on But let on me ask you something. Do you, but this is, what, by the way, in France, they made it so you can't do that anymore. Mm. So the problem you ran into is, let's take Kim K. Kim Kardashian goes into a spa every 30 minutes. They give her everything for free. Mm -hmm. She posts it on her thing. She has 250 yeah. million followers. Jane in... Hobunk, Mississippi has $4 to her name and will do whatever Kim yeah, says. Yeah. And Kim just said it because she got it for free. And that's a problem. See, what I do is I will we'll try places. And then when I find my place that I'm like, this is the best, then I will ride for that one place and be like, I tried everything. That's different. Then and that's this is I think, the best but place. Listen, if you're going to influence people yeah you have to be honest then you need to tell them the goddamn truth 100 i'll say hey i don't really think it did much but that's not the way the influencer world works the thing is well, you, you would hope people would no but honest. it just isn't so in <laughs> france they're passing a law that it doesn't allow you as an influencer to get anything in receipt from me as that's a provider so interesting. well it's um it's to be determined but yeah. the point of the making is you know i just think this whole influencer we've never if you go on our instagram never one time in 20 years have done a collab not one collab. Not once. Yeah. Do you know how many people have reached out to me over 20 years? Oh, sure. Oh, will you do my boob job? I have 20 million followers. Will you do my uh, whatever, my nose? I'll write it, my journey. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we love you. Thank you so much. I'm flattered. No. Yeah. You don't need to. And also, it's like, it, it doesn't, your results speak for themselves when people go to your pages with the before and afters that I understand if you're like someone that's newer in the industry and like that's a good way to get your name out there. Yeah, sure. But when you're established, it's kind but of But even like, when I was a nobody, and not that I was ever a nobody or I am a somebody, yeah. I never did it because I don't like the way I, I don't like that. Because then but, you feel like they have to kind of lie about the experience. Well, yeah, because then it's, because it's biased and they're yeah. going out there and telling, uh, it's, it, to me it's, 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 um, what I this my biggest pet peeve right now is that plastic surgery should be no different than neurosurgery. Mm. Plastic surgery should be no different than neurosurgery. It should be respected. Should be taken seriously. Yeah. The doctors should be professional. They shouldn't be dancing or doing riddles and rhymes on TikTok. Yeah. For the love of God, you are a five, seven year trained surgeon, you don't see your OB tap dancing and coming up with a so skit. True. What the f so true. And so we've become a bunch of clowns. Yes. We're so into consumerism that yeah. we've become entertainers. You're so absolutely right. It makes right. me cringe. Yeah, because it's like, it is icky because you're like, I want to be taken seriously for what I'm doing. I don't know. Would you go to a doctor that who's who you just saw like do a skit with no. his staff? I mean, no. <laughs> you might giggle. You might say like. Yeah. But are you going to go under the knife, go under anesthesia with some guy that just put together a 30-minute skit? No, it is really bizarre when you I just so It really, truly is. No, half my doctors are like old men that don't even know how to use social media like but, but for the they're your doctors because they're also i kind of look at them like you've been in it for so long you've seen it all like they have the tenure too yeah yeah i mean listen i'm 20 years so it hasn't been that long but i just it's, a lot of years yeah now. but it's still at the same time i just think it's it's very unprofessional i don't yeah. mind being a hip young doctor i don't yeah. mind you know you got to change with the times i don't yeah. mind any of those things but you got to have reverence you got to have responsibility you got to be professional 
And I think it's just all this. It's just it's literally Circus Vargas. It's just all bets are off. Gloves come off. Do anything for views and likes. Mm. And and I think we made a shamble of our profession. That's so interesting. I do feel that way, especially with social media and seeing people fly back from Turkey with their BBLs and they're this and they're that. Like it's become this like circus kind of where people are the way they're talking about it and Correct. yeah the whole you, thing you wouldn't be like oh my god i just had my hysterectomy yeah like oh documenting yeah guys <laughs> i'm here in the lobby yeah. hysterectomy starting in 40 like yeah like it just would not what? be a thing it would be so weird but all of a so sudden because it's getting your, my tonsils out right exactly <laughs> Like, I think, it's so interesting. Here, do you want to see my appendix? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, and, and regarding destination, plastic surgery, which is a really dangerous thing that's happening. Yeah. So the issue at hand isn't that the doctor in Turkey isn't excellent. Hmm. Let's give him or her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They walk on water. The issue is you are getting up, traveling to a foreign country. Yeah. I'm not talking about traveling far. I have patients that come from Dubai 17 hours. Mm-hmm. You're traveling to a foreign country, leaving the United States of America where you as a patient have the greatest advocacy ever anywhere in the world. If you and as a patient in America have an issue, you have the California Medical Board, you have the, the you have lawyers, you have uh, there's a million ways that you could at least advocate. Yeah. You go to a foreign country and you are just, you, you, you're out on your own, buddy. Mm-hmm. And so if everything goes great, high five. It's kind of like Russian roulette. You pull the trigger, you're like, ooh, that one was okay. Yeah, and if something happens to you, which it does, it happens in America, it happens everywhere. If the shit hits the fan, game over. What are you going to do? They're going to they're gonna medevac you from Turkey to an ICU? What if you end up having a bizarre reaction to a medication? What if you end up, what if you end up getting a, 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 a blood clot and you get a stroke? What if, I can tell you, and they're not like, yeah, but what if I get hit by lightning? No, 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 no. I'm talking legit shit. Yeah. You're out in the middle of nowhere. So then you fly home, you high five yourself, you pull the trigger, nothing happened to you. And then seven days later, you got this weird redness and stench coming from your wound. What, what, what exactly are you going to do? You're going to zoom your doctor? Oh my God, my anxiety. I are you, never. Are you, so you're like, oh my God, what is this going on? And my, the pocket under my breast is opening. Doctor, I think I can see my implant. Go to the ER. Go to the ER. I just paid you a shit ton of... Yeah, what do you want me to do? You want to fly yeah, back? You're going to come back? Yeah. You understand? So it's not about, oh, but the results are so amazing. Like, and I, I can, saved so much money. Right. It's like, and risked your entire yeah, life. So, so why I say that isn't because, oh, I'm so competitive. I don't want to lose patients to Turkey. Yeah. The guy's amazing. High five. He's yeah. phenomenal. There's a guy in... Uh, I don't know. I think it's Peru. There's a guy that mm. I love noses. So I look for some guys that are very talented. Mm. There's a guy somewhere in one of these countries. His work... I would go get my nose done by him. That's mm-hmm. how amazing he is. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't go there. Yeah. It's just the, the it's situation just, you're in a, you're, yeah. you're in a you're fish out of water. Going from New York to LA, LA to Miami, Miami to Dallas, fine. Yeah. I got it. You're in the US. You're still in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could, But going to a foreign country, Venezuela, Colombia, Turkey, are you crazy? I would have a panic attack. <laughs> Like, I literally don't know how people do it. Well, how they do it is they get a vacation, they take their friends, they get a surgery, and they come back with money in their pocket. That's the incentive. The incentive is I can do it. And don't get me wrong, some of these results online are amazing. So 
I'm I'm not taking away from the doctors. I'm taking yeah. away from the medical system. There is no medical system in the world, not in England, not in Canada, not in Germany, nowhere as better than America. I didn't say that every medical institution is great. Yeah. I'm talking as a whole. Mm-hmm. You're in the goddamn U.S. of A. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's Johns Hopkins, there's, you know, Mm -hmm. Sloan Kettering, there's real places. So I just think that medical tourism is super dangerous, and it's generally what drives you is money. Hmm. Yeah, you'll go to someone you like, but you're going there because you're saving money. So if you have two surgeons, both of them amazing, one is $5, one is $10, the $5 guy's in Turkey, the $10 guy's in New York... You're going to Turkey. Don't tell me you're not going to mm-hmm. Turkey because the guy's great. You're going because you're saving five bucks. Of course, yes, absolutely. You're not going for the doctor. You're going for the cost. I rather, like personally, I do this with my hair, for example. I rather spend five hundred dollars and get my hair done by the right person than spend two hundred dollars and then need to pay for a revision. Yeah, pay, so it's pay, like plastic pay, surgery. Yeah, my wife says it always. Like, <laughs> pay, pay. Do it right, pay once, do it wrong, pay okay. twice. Something exactly. like that. So I don't it's know, like, okay, some... so you're going to go to Turkey, save half, 50%, but then come back to the States and have a lifetime of medical bills. And, 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 you again, know? not necessarily. Yeah, not always. You could come back and be, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, I went to Turkey and I got money. Yeah, great. and I'm great. But if yeah. you don't, if you're the bullet that happens to go through the chamber, you got to be ready for that consequence. Exactly. And it isn't a bad nose. It's like death in the ICU. That's how I think about it. You get yeah. a pseudomonas infection, bye-bye. Oh, it's so scary. Well, this was really great. Thank you for answering my questions. Sure. And if I get my breast reduction, you know who I'm considering. <laughs> well, I'll be well, considering you didn't come to me for a kilo. I'm I know. Just a little pissed off right now. Well, now I, I know. was like actually not going to even do the interview. <laughs> well, because you know why? I don't. I am not. I don't really have um plastic surgeons on my. You didn't have any. Plastic now I surgeons. do. That's right. <laughs> now I have All a right, plastic right, surgeon. Right, right, right. Well, yes, definitely. You should consider whoever is best. Yeah. At what it is that you want. The beauty of plastic surgery and the thing is, you can go and look. Mm. What other things can you go and look? Like, that's, oh, that's bad. That's terrible. That's awful. Uh That's great. Like, you, and if there's anything on there, if there's a lot of bads, this is their best work. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So, you you know, you want to go to whoever you think is the bomb. Yeah, totally. And so, uh, you know, if you think I'm the bomb, then... We'd love to have you. I think you're the bomb. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> thank you so much. Where could everyone follow you? Stay so uh, the the place that is the best place to follow me is on our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing a podcast now for almost five years. It's wow. uh, probably my. I'm very proud of it. It's uh, it's a plastic surgery information well um it's called plastic surgery uncensored as i told you it's david horowitz meets geraldo meets howard stern and it's a to z of plastic uh, aesthetics and so on anywhere spotify apple whatever whatever it's plastic surgery uncensored or you can always reach find me on uh ig at uh, dr for doctor and my name is roddy r-a-d-y and raban is r-a-h-b-a-n yes ethnic <laughs> r-a-d-y r-a-h-b-a-n yeah those are with That's where you find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.